you ready to party? Let's go. Preston Dirtford, right? Pretty close. Oh, shit. <laughs> Is there a D in there? Yeah, there's, there's an R in there. Dirnford. Darnford. I said Durnford. like three times before we started. Preston Dirtford? Dirnford. Dirnford. Okay, I'm sorry, Preston. Dude, Golly. you were so close, though. Yeah, that's how we're going to start this podcast off, dude. <laughs> Preston, thanks for coming out, man. How was your drive out, dude? Good. Took the uh, PCH and... You know, it was beautiful. Dude, you took the scenic route over yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, dude, I was yeah, I, like I'm, that, I, was, dude. I was far away, so I just That's took what my I'm time. Talking about, yeah. boy. Good tunes, windows down. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, we're stoked to have you here on the podcast, man. Um, dude, let's start this off. How do we meet? You were telling it pretty good right now. <laughs> I, I think we met on the pa- on the packing mat. Um, you met little Jake. Uh, he Jake. works for me. Really cool dude. Yeah, he's my. He's engaged now too. He's about to get married. Wow. Twenty years old. He's a little rock star. Dude, it's awesome. But uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, Tim over there is an awesome dude. We got to meet him. And so <laughs> I love awesome people. Oh, <laughs> hey, thanks, Jake. Appreciate that, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was at Lake Elsinore, mm-hmm. their drop zone. Um, so everybody knows you're an actually, you're a skydiver. Yeah. So we were skydiving. Well, we didn't jump out together. But we, we never were, jumped together. No, we are going to soon. Though. We will. We're going to make this happen, yeah. dude. But yeah, we met you, man. I remember talking with you and Jake and... Um, it was cool because that was my first time at Lake Elsinore. I'd always been jumping at Oceanside and Paris, and a lot of my friends, everyone kind of... Actually, a lot of people are starting to go to Lake Elsinore. It's a good vibe over there. It is a great vibe. It is. Yeah, I had a yeah. blast, dude. So I was a little nervous. Um, I was actually intimidated when I saw you. I was like... Because, you know, I have tattoos too, but I saw your tattoos <laughs> and all this. And, like, dude, I was like, oh, man, like this guy seems like he's kind of nice and cool. And then Jake was like, oh, yeah, it's my buddy Preston. thing. Well, I don't know anybody. I'm just going to say hi. <laughs> And that's it, man. Yeah, I mean, out there skydiving, I mean, we're, we're all kind of, you know, it's a very safe thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it, it's safe. It, it can be used in a very, very spiritual way and translates over to many other aspects of life, right? I mean, I think yeah. everyone that's out there is doing it for a reason. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of beautiful people out there doing that, you yeah. know? And so, you know, there's... Uh, you know, uh, there's this, there's something amazing, especially at Elsinore. You know, I mean, you know, I was talking to uh, it's Jordan. Jordan, oh, I'm so sorry. Jordan. Oh, you're good, dude. It's okay, <laughs> remember <that>. Darnford. <laughs> remember that Darnford. Come on now, brother. Everybody gets one. <laughs> That's all. I, all right. <laughs> I won't do it again. <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. Sorry, hey, all the all the names. We're gonna get it. Right. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get it. Um, yeah, Carl, who owns the, owns the joint out there. I mean, it, it it all trickles down from him. You know. Um, it's just an amazing the way that he set up. I don't, and it's just a, it's the it's the culture, you know. And and I think when we're when I was walking and we were talking about like, you know, I've been doing it my four and a half years now, and it's you know when you just said like, yeah, we're gonna jump together, they got me excited. Yeah, you know, new people and yeah, I'm pretty conservative. You know, like I've done like big wave stuff, like somewhat yeah. big wave, like twenty people, but it's not like big big wave like a lot of people, but there's peaks and valleys with it. There's sometimes I'm really excited to do it. And then I meet new people, new friends. And then we, you know, we learn new disciplines with it. We start progressing together. And, you know, so when you said that, I got a good boost of energy from it. Yeah, I'm the same way, dude. There's times I'll be jumping, you know, do my thing, go on the weekends or during the week. And then I'll like, I won't go for like a month or two. I'm like, I get scared though. You still get scared? Yeah. When I'm like, if I go a month, 
Oh, well, yeah. You got to go through your emergency protocols. So. Yeah, yeah, I get scared. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. yeah. No, I hear you, dude. Yeah. How long have you been skydiving, though? Four and a half years, something like that. How many jumps you got in, though? Uh, a little over 400. Wow. So not a crazy amount. Like, you're still just getting your feet underneath you at 400, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm at, my two, I'm at like 258, and someone's trying to talk me into swooping. I'm like, bro, I ain't swooping anytime soon yeah. right now. See, that's my favorite. That's my uh, favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like, moment I'm under canopy, and it's like inflated. <laughs> That's like my. I'm like, okay, this is let's go time. That's you know? a relief. Yeah. Um, like, okay. One, I've never skydived before, so like, obviously, my perspective on this is there's two people sitting at this table that I think are kind of crazy, <laughs> in a good way. We love life, bro. You know, because of all the things that you you, you mentioned earlier, right? Whatever that <clears throat> that spiritual uh, seek or adrenaline or whatever, right? It's like it's kind of cool because there's been a couple people that have come on that have done it or do it often. And everyone kind of has a similar like way of explaining why they like it, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's the community, because it's like, yeah, dude, you're like minded. Obviously, everyone wants to jump out of a plane. Yeah, you know. Sorry, yeah, that was my only dig. No, no, I think no. it's really cool, yeah. man. I'm just a big wuss. It's when it not comes that. To that. It's not. But I would imagine when you said when like you go through everything, right? You know, get it all set up. Okay, it's been a little while. You're probably doing your safety checks, like Tim was talking about, and then it's like you jump. And there's got to be that feeling of, man, I'm, I sure hope that I got everything right today, you know? And because once the canopy does open, I have to imagine that's where your big release, right? That's you're like, oh, God, well, no, it worked. that's not the thing. It's, it's, it's not? It, okay. No. Well, it's like you have to land it. That's where a lot of people get hurt. Uh, right. That's the worst part of it is you, you have to land that thing. You okay. know, so I, when you say, like, I hope I get every, everything's okay, well, I have a tattoo on me that says, check your chest strap. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, I almost, <laughs> jumped, I almost yeah. jumped out. So it was like it was like a few years ago. Yeah. It's called Chicks Rock. They actually just had another one out there. It was like a big party, people from all over the place, and they threw like a big skydive party type of deal. Nice. And, you know, I was doing like a five-way, you know, five people are jumping. I'm setting in, ready, set, go. And so when I went to jump out, some guy in the corner pulled me in. He's like, hey, you're fucking chest strap. I'm like, what? And my chest strap's just sitting there. Oof. And I was on my way out of the plane. Oh. And so he pulled me in there, but I was on my way out, and he pulled me in. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I obviously fixed it, and me being like a people pleaser, everyone in the front, all the wingsuiters like, that are out, like, last, they're all hot in the back, right? Because they're all wrapped up in their little sleeping bags. <laughs> Come on, man. I was like, okay, sorry, sir. Yeah. You know, and this didn't even really know that yeah. it was really connected, but, you know, that guy... Um, that guy saved my life. I, you know, say, I was like, uh, I got your beers, buddy. Yeah, oh, for sure. I was like, what do you want? Dude? Like, you know, <laughs> what do you want, dude? I mean, that's really going the extra mile. Hey, but, you, you know, know I get to hang out life. and do the podcast. What got you into skydiving? Well, you know, I went I went with a whole bunch of friends, and we were all, uh, I got invited. It was like seven people that wanted to go and, and, and do a bunch of tandems. And, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go. And so we were all super excited and we did it and, um, they never did it again. And I kept going back, you know, and I love it. tandem after tandem after tandem. And I was like seven of them. And they're like, Hey, you know, you can get licensed here. I was like, what? You can get licensed skydiving like here. Like, what do you, how do you, you know, I didn't know anyone that did it. Right. And obviously I was just chasing energy, you know, f- yeah. still figuring myself out. That was years ago. And you know, it was, it, it elevated me in different aspects. So, you know, I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. Cause I grew up doing with motocross and racing, mm-hmm. racing this, that. And so it kind of, it, it just kind of felt cause the moment I did that, it was like, I felt I can do anything, you oh, know, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. and oh, it, yeah. 
it was just like I was fearless, and you know, it's it currently still, yeah. still translates over to a lot of other things. But and then I got, uh, you know, went to go get licensed, and that's where I met Emma, my uh, fiance. No way. Yeah, man, that's where I met that's her. That's awesome. Yeah, she came. She, she she's a little little crazy one. Uh, that when I saw her, I heard this like little ball of energy. Like we were still getting our like jump number three, and I hear her, like, "Oh my god, I almost hit the van!" You know the white van that picks us up. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she almost hit it, and so <laughs> she came by. She had her little blue jumpsuit. She's really you know cute little blonde, and and she goes by. She, and I was like, "Dang, she's really cute," you know. And so I met her there, and then uh, yeah, I mean a couple years, no, you guys a few years are... later, yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. How many jumps does she have? Uh, like 450 okay she's up there yeah she's had to pull a reserve already three times really yeah dude. like that's crazy Some what's people, that, what size canopy is she under i don't know oh 150 actually okay yeah so when you're talking about pulling a reserve what does that mean for people not so, familiar with that so when you pull your main parachute something's messed up with it you like you can't fly it you know, you're like, you know, hesitant, like, ah, can I get, should I get rid of this? And so if that is not functional, you just pull your reserve, you disconnect from that and your reserve pops out. Is it a pretty quick process? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, if like you're, let's say tied up or shit's hitting the fan, if you will, mm-hmm. right. To get that transfer from the main canopy to your reserve is, is relatively quick. Yeah. That's good to hear. <laughs> so I feel like, I feel like a lot it's of times, positive. I feel like... <laughs> Like a lot of times, what ends up happening when when someone you know, like the the topic is skydiving, something I know very little about, and to me it just sounds terrifying, you know. So it's like I try to pull little things from here and there because I'm like slowly trying to talk myself into one of these days I want to do it. Yeah. And uh, was it Shad? Yes. Came on. Yeah, I took him skydiving. You took him skydiving, and he was talking a ton of shit to me. <laughs> about not being a wuss in a, in a positive, fun way. Like, it wasn't, he wasn't being mean at all. But, like, you know what I mean? I kept thinking, I'm like, you know, you're right. And it sounds, ex- I mean, it sounds badass. Yeah. You know, like super fun. If you look at, like, statistics, like, so last year, <clears throat> it was like one person passed in 3.8 million. Damn, the, that's it? One in, yeah. Wow. That's under a tandem. I thought, honestly, at least be 10. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm all nervous. I'm like, is that correct? I know. I <laughs> know. <laughs> no, but someone like qualified told me that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd so, say we just roll with that now. Yeah, just roll with that. Because I want you to go. Yeah. yeah I like, <laughs> I'll just tell my wife. I'll be like, listen, honey. One and Preston said. Three point eight. Yeah. Preston said, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> well, it took Sam. Sam uh, for his birthday. Mm. He went. We went Scott and we still have a picture. You had that big old beard, dude. Oh yeah, man. I was sucking a lot of air when I jumped out of that thing. Oh my god. Well, how much do you weigh? You're jacked. Because uh, <laughs> you have to. You have to, you have to like meet. Well, a, yeah. You have to have two hundred. It's like two hundred or five hundred pounds total to do a tandem. Right. How much do you weigh? I'm about two fifteen, two twenty. Okay. Right. Yeah. I think they put you with a smaller person though, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. 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 He did. Yeah. yeah they put you with a smaller person. That was a good time, though. I've never seen your eyes so big, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I went out first. I was like, see you, dude. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, when I saw you just just jump out and just backflip off there, I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> Why? It is, Why are we here right Why? now? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. I've, yeah, I've done the same thing. Oh, uh, dude, it was a good time, yeah. man. No, that's freaking awesome, man. Yeah. Okay, so you have um, you have an organization. You're actually wearing the hat right now called Epic Journey. Mm-hmm. How did you start that? <laughs> um. Well, I'll, I'll go back a little bit. Kind of, it's it's you know my back to where my brother. I think that you may know what happened. So, um, 
you know, my brother and I owned a subacute detox. So we get people off any type of substances, alcohol, opiates, anything like that medically. Wow. And so my brother and I started that about six years ago. And uh, my brother ended up relapsing. He started messing with pills. And there's this new synthetic opiate, as you guys may know, fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And so it's like fake stamped pills. And, and so um, my brother, you know, didn't he, we, him and I grew up shooting heroin together. You know, I, wow. I, I, I was shooting heroin for like eight years, you know. And so then we got our lives together. Life became beautiful. And then mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to help more and more people. Yeah. Um, so we had that for a long time. But, you know, my brother passed a couple years ago. Damn, Before that, my dad committed suicide, man. Wow. You know, and then my mom's got, she's still around, but, you know. So all that between your dad and your brother happened within a couple years of each yeah. other? Yeah. Damn, dude. How'd you handle that, man? skydiving (laughs) no i I mean it's just you know like because that's a lot you know i i I, i've said it here before but i've had a brother pass away he was in a car accident and that was in shoot 2004 Mm. i think it's a long time ago but Mm. it's one of those things i tell people you don't ever get over it you just learn to live with it yeah there's probably there isn't a day that doesn't go by i don't think about my brother luke Mm -hmm. i think about him all the time all the time and you're talking he was 18 years old i was 17 right Mm -hmm. All of my years of growing up before I was an adult was sharing a room with my brother, and then boom, in an instant, he's gone. Mm. And it's like, there's no coming back from that, mm. you know. And that's a, it's a, that's a very hard reality that smacks you in the face real quick. Yeah. You know, it's tough. One minute you're there joking, talking, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, now we we had to go claim his body uh, in San Bernardino, get him back down here to the, you know. Um, to where we're gonna have him buried, all that. you know, you go through this whole process, and, you, and you're, you know, you're kind of like shell shocked. Yeah, it's weird. You're like, like, fuck. You're just going through these motions, dude. And it, it's one of those things, man. I, I, you can't describe it to somebody um, until they've been through it. Yeah. Then there's like that understanding. You're like, you just know, you know, that feeling, that pain. It was such a deep um, internal pain. I remember just feeling like my stomach was in knots, dude. It just mm. hurt. I remember. Clearly, it was after his service, and we went to the graveside, and we lowered him in. And I remember driving home, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks, dude. I was just so just disgustingly sick. I couldn't believe it. I'm only 17. Yeah. I'm a senior in high school, you know? Still kind of a kid, you know? So it's hard. It's tough, man. And there's a lot of people that are going through that, that have lost a loved one, whether it be tragic or parent. I don't care if it's a parent or not, dude. When you lose someone in your family that you love, it's hard. It's difficult, you know? That's why I always try to ask people, like, Ah oh, man, like how did you, how did you pull yourself together to get through that? You know. Yeah. You know, it you can use it in a couple of different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of people with you know having my background of like her- using heroin. You know, I I you would think something tragic would come about and you would fall back to that. You know, that's a lot of people they stub their toe, they use it for a reason to go back to it, right? I mean, right. anything positive, this or that, and. You know, I completely retrained myself, my way of thinking, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and so it, it it was no longer, it was just no longer a thought, you know. I kind of explained like, hey, like the chance of me ever doing that again, be like going to Jupiter, I ain't fucking going, you know. Yeah, and yeah. so um, I used it for good. Mm. I used it in, in a in a positive way. And, and so, you know, I um, get to help people like my dad and, and um, my brother and I get... I get. I was fortunate to have the company that 
you know, I was able to get people to feel good and like get them off the substances. But then that was just the one part, you know, you have yeah. year, you're like, you have to, I wanted to show people, you know, I was so fortunate to live such an amazing life. You know, I still am. Yeah. And, um, it's all, it was only so much fun for me, you yeah. know, like I go, yeah, jumping out of stuff or dirt bike, this and that. If I do it by my, you know, it's only fun when I really fun when I get to bring like a hundred people or not, not even that, that that's amazing. Right. But it's only, it, it feels really good when I can impact a lot of people and I'm not doing it enough. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I get to help people like my pops, like yeah. my brother. And so going back to this, you know, epic journey is, is that, um, I really rock it in my life right now. And, and I'll kind of explain on that. It's pretty crazy. Um, so my brother passed, um, <clears throat> and I ended up, you know, the, the, the other partners in the business weren't very kind. So, oh, wow. yeah. So my brother passed and they fired me. What? Are you freaking kidding me? I lost so every- you guys started this together, mm-hmm. you and your brother. Yeah. And he passes and mm-hmm. they snatch it from you. Yeah. They, they, they made some. Stuff. Oh, pressing. So I lost everything, man. Um, I was doing well. You know, I had my purpose. You know, I was it's something my brother and I built. And so the other partner that came in, they let me go. And uh, I saw the equity in it, but the way, the way they were running it, I lost everything. They didn't run it like we were, you know, they didn't know what the hell they're doing. So anyways, I lost everything. Boom, pops, brother, business. I'm like, God damn it, man, what the hell? Yeah. So I went out and I, I love running. I love endurance. And so I can push my mind to places with endurance that I love it. nothing else can. I cannot, there's nothing else I can push my mind to where it wants to quit and keep going besides a sauna <laughs> sauna's pretty legit with that oh, but yeah. you know but like endurance i loved it man i got high on it i got uh, i can just go it's hard to explain right uh, well my if i had a superpower it'd be suffering uh, you know what i mean yeah I I'll, got you. I'll suffer man well it's <laughs> i'm gonna endure yeah oh yeah yeah that's my superpower doing those things, power, dude. doing like so because i think i told you right i did the do the um ultra marathons mm-hmm. done triathlons all that and it's really hard to explain to people. It's like, well, why do you do it? I'm like, there's something in that suffering and pushing mm-hmm. yourself past what you think your limit is. Oh, yeah. But I never thought I could run 50 miles. And I'm yeah. like, well, if I can do 50, I can do 62. Mm-hmm. Then I am doing a 62 miler. I was signed up for 100. Yeah, I signed up for 100, but then I, I hurt my knee and I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, you know, all this other stuff that's went down. Sick. That's legit. Bro, it was. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's really free. Yeah, it was. I tell people it was just a death march because most of these ultra marathons are typically trail runs. Yeah. So I get Catalina, um, 50 miler, yeah. Big Bear, and some other ones up north. Mm-hmm. But this one was here in Orange County. Mm-hmm. It was on the riverbed, and it was out and back. Oh, yeah. It was... It was flat, though. Flat. But, yeah. dude, the flat and the monotony of it mm-hmm. and no one being around, like, on the riverbed, it, it was very... <laughs> it was the most mental challenge I've ever had. Yeah. yeah I, that was that was the one race. I At least over 10 times, I wanted to quit. Yeah. I was just well, like, I don't want to do this. Like, what am I yeah, doing? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that you're either, people always ask, are you running from something or are you running towards something when you're doing that stuff? You know, like, were you running towards something or are you running away from something? Mm. You know? That's a good question. And it's like, what were you doing with it? You know, and so, you know, so with, with you know, having that endurance and using that as a tool, it kind of made me stronger. And so um, I'm sitting there in Huntington Beach down at a place called Long Borders. It's a little breakfast spot down there on Main Street. It's a cool spot, right? And actually, it's good, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Eating there a lot. Yeah. 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 And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, God damn, what do I do? You know, and I'm a pretty intuitive person, pretty spiritual person. Yeah. Um, And um, 
you know, so I would always ask and journal and write on my runs. And I'm like, well, hey, just like, just show me, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever, you know, I will, you yeah. know. And so this lady comes come walking by with a receipt pad and a pen and she goes walking by. I say, hey, hey, can I grab that? She's like, what? Can I have that pen and receipt, please? She's like, okay. <laughs> and so like, I, I love it. Something was this saying, write this down. And so yeah. I'm like loud. Normally my in- intuition is very subtle. It's like, hey. Yeah. This one's yeah. like, hey. So what well, anyway, so I listened. So I wrote this stick figures down. It was like a military plane. I have all like these off-road toys, like the player's razors. And yeah. then it was like a, a big meditation. I started writing all these ideas down. First, I'm going to take people jumping out of the military plane. Then we're going to take the buddies, go, go off-roading. And then we're going to do a big guided meditation because, you know, like yoga and, and spirituality is like a big part to get this craziness to slow down sometimes, yes. which is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I, I put that together. You know, I talked to Carl that owns Skydive Elsinore and I was like, Hey, I walked by the one of the military planes. A lot of tandems don't really get to use those. So I walked by and I'm like, well, just ask I'm like, Hey, can I use that plane? He's like, yeah, for sure. And so, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Carl was just like, yes. yeah, yeah. Now he's a younger guy too. No, right? Carl's 60. Oh, I think yeah, I can't think of somebody around. else. Yeah, someone says, like, that's the owner. They were probably wrong. Yeah. And so, yeah, he's like, yeah, sure. And I was like, okay, cool. So I threw on, you know, I did some posts, you know, and no one follows me. You know, like freaking 10 people. But I got 100 people to go my first one. But no kidding. Word of mouth. Dude, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I got 100 people to do some tandems. And then we uh, took the buggies out. I brought a hot air balloon out in the middle of Akatu Wells. We took Sick. did hot air balloons up and down at night. That's so rad. Brought tents and catered and... Uh, Lucci, man, you, you, wait, no. So Lucci's, uh, she teaches. Um, she's a skydive instructor out there. Like okay, a really little ninja. Okay, but she's a little yogi. So I had her do a big guided meditation. We have all these people, hot air balloon, you know, sitting up there in the morning, and, and this would be people like struggling. Yeah, with mental the, health and, and like mental health issues and substance, and substance mm-hmm. abuse stuff like that, dude. Mm-hmm. That is. It was the balance. So rad. It was the balance, yeah. like adrenaline, go, 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 and then like people learning to sit. It was like the balance. That's kind of what I wanted to put with the company. It's basically experiencing both ends of the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, imagine jumping out of a plane's got to be the apex, and then <laughs> being able to center yourself after that, and then being around people that not everyone's journey is exactly the same, but some of the struggles are similar. Yeah. You know, so you sure. find that common ground. Dude, that's so cool. Yeah. That is so neat because I. I mean, I feel like it's a fair statement that there needs to be more things yeah. like that, more outlets like that, you know? So it's like, you know, at least going back to like substance abuse, things like that, but like, oh, you go to a 12-step program, you do this. And it's like, dude, not everybody's thing is just going to be sitting in a circle and saying what your yeah. problems are. Yeah. There might, and, that, and that works for some people, mm-hmm. but there needs to be more outlets like that. And what, I mean, what a cooler, <laughs> yeah. not to mention a cooler outlet as far as if you, if you have that kind of search for, the adrenaline side of it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for whatever, you know, it was bothering you, things like that. So you can get to experience that kind of stuff. And then, you know, with the guided meditation thing, I think that's really huge. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, it sounds like, you know, you said you had 10 followers and 100 people, just word of mouth people, which is fantastic. You know, hopefully yeah. it keeps multiplying and growing and <clears throat> well, not losing, losing sight of that. Yeah, well, where, where it went, you know, it's... um you know, there, that's one aspect. You say like, you know, 12 steps and all that stuff. Um, it's good to a point, you know, you get to figure yourself out, you go through it, you know, and that 12 steps falls in line with all the other, you know, Buddha and this and that, you know, right, it's right. just another branch of, it's very similar to all the other things. And so I only got to get them for a couple of days. It was an overnight thing, Okay. you know? So, um, you know, for me being in the industry of like treatment and healthcare and stuff like that and 
kind of be known, you know, within that that realm. I only had them for two days, you know, and I I want to be able to teach them. I want to bring on doctors and and neurologists and therapists and people that are qualified, you know, and create a culture. There's like an energy you can create within like a like the energy in the room right now. Oh. Like there's a good energy you can create a a culture. You can create it when someone walks in the room and you hit the wall like, damn man, freaking Tim feels good, man. It's good in here, you know. And yeah. so if I can create a treatment program. And I can incorporate an amazing culture within it and not have them for two days. I can have them for 30, 60, 90 days oh. and imply the stuff within it. Um, then I could. And also a lot of people will call me, you know, they turn 27. I don't have insurance, man. Like, like Preston, like help me get a scholarship or something. Yeah. And eventually I can't, you know. And so that's why like the fundraiser, I, I did that. Yeah, for 9-11, right? Yeah, we raised like $120,000. Are you kidding me? Yeah, our first one. Yo, dude, <laughs> fell worthy. Yeah, up, son. Yeah, yeah. That's dude. what I'm talking about, baby. I know. I was trying. I remember putting out to a bunch of firefighters, but everyone they had already had plans because it was the 20th year anniversary for 9/11, which is a big deal yeah. amongst the fire community. Yeah, for sure. So I was like, dang it. <laughs> yeah, no, you know. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, people. It sucks because a lot of people don't have the insurance or the funds to go to a quality place. Yeah. So I was like, well, I know some rad guys. You know, this wasn't the that one that I was sent you. This was like a golf tournament fundraiser. Oh, I got you. Okay. Where we like, you know, Red Bull guys were coming flying in the golf course and we had yeah. all the moto dudes. Sick. So I was like, well, I'm around some really badass people. Yeah. Let me utilize them to raise funds to do something good and then that sparked uh me starting up my own treatment programs like uh, yeah so now it's called socal mental health yeah about to launch that and so what happened is all right i did good i was having you know event after event after event and i'm like oh god man like i, if it, I wasn't really paying bills i was just scraping by or losing my ass but everyone go home excited and then press and go home and cry Fuck, man, I can't pay my fucking right. bills. You're giving, giving, my giving Harley's so getting taken away, repoed. I'm like, everyone's stoked, and I'm like, all right, this is, this is, this something has to work here. So I put a pitch deck together, um, you know, with a spreadsheet and numbers, and and I created this thing, and I had people from Red Bull, I had people from Fisker, the electric car, and I had an architect. All were interested in this, and I was like, oh my god, you know. And meanwhile, I have a sixth grade education, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not highly qualified, but I got passion. Mm. And I got a little smarter since then, you know. So, um, I had brought it over to my my fiance's uh, her her father in law, um, and I went. You know, I had a big meeting the next day. I said, like, "Hey, can you check this out?" Blew the spreadsheet up the size of this table. Hey, what do you think of this? Does this look good? Oh. And he's like, "Well, Preston, what if I come in?" And I was like, "Okay, oh, yeah." So I always wanted one. Yeah, and then today. We just got our third house, so we're, I'm gonna be starting wow. three of them. So uh, some something, <laughs> yeah, yeah, ring dude. that bell, baby. Something's got you know. It is, right. It's amazing. I just got on my own way. I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's. Yeah, but don't uh, like. And you, you kind of said like, yeah, like okay, you have a sixth grade education. You know, you you snuck that one in there. <laughs> you can't ever sell anyone short that has vision. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you know, just, just by hearing, you know, it's like, okay, hey, look, it started as two days. Yeah. If anyone who has like serious mental health issues or addiction problems or these things, I think it's fair to say that two days isn't going to fix it yeah. completely. But what it can do, at least temporarily, right? You know, I mean, it can at least get the feeling that maybe how I'm living isn't how it's always going to be. Yeah. Right, it's a trajectory change, 
you know, because if you're dealing with people that are hitting those lows, right, or have hit the lows and they don't know how to get out there and they're struggling and all that stuff and you open up this opportunity of like, let's face it, dude, it's cool, right? Mm -hmm. Jumping out of planes, doing the meditation, you know, if it's at night or whatever, doing the hot air balloon rides, things like that. It's just offering these different aspects of life for a lot of people that have never maybe experienced that before. And maybe... Even if it is short term, because yeah, dude, let's let's face it. If you had like ninety days, right? You had a full hospital staff. You have all these other things, which hopefully that's what it gets to. But in the meantime, as it's building and building and building, dude, little bit of impact in life I think changes people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe that one connection of a five minute conversation that you or I have, be like, you yeah. know what? You said something that really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's just more and more. And you know, and it's. It's a good point that you bring up as far as insurance coverage, things like that, because look, at the end of the day, it does take money to make sure these, you know, to get these things rolling, to be able to provide these kind of services to people. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, you know, it gets so big that you can offer these kind of scholarships, yeah. these kind of, you know, <clears throat> like treatment plans that are going to be more affordable for whatever, however that, that works out. But I mean, dude, that's really cool that you're doing that. And, uh, I, <laughs> You know, I just feel like there needs to be more. I mean, because like, look, you know, just like to the lay person, right? If you're talking about that, what, you know, what does the average person think? You know, they see passages Malibu on TV. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you hear like anecdotal stories about people that go into rehab that don't really treat it really, you know, for anything because they're talking about some glamorous one where they, you know, party hard one weekend and then they come back. Yeah. It's like, no, there's a lot of people that seriously suffer. You know what I mean? That were willing to do these things that doesn't put them in a in a good position not just for longevity in your own life but just society and how you're going to be able to handle it you know and that's just i'm just talking about drugs yeah i'm not talking about the mental health which is a whole other window yeah you know what i mean because those two don't normally have to associate you know it could just it could be anything well you know substance abuse and 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 mental health and trauma they run parallel Mm -hmm. you know and they do because you know you're masking it with Whatever. And it doesn't have to be freaking drugs. It could be food. 100%. You know? Freaking yeah. binge eating. You're like, freaking, you know? And so it's, it's, they, they run pretty parallel, but predominantly you want to focus on the trauma aspect of it. And so, you know, it's, uh, you know, again, I mean, it's just, um, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing where life can go, but I feel like, you know, people just don't know how to make that happen. And also, there's a specific way which I've seen people get excited about. You know, there's a specific, if I can go and show them life, you know, I can go show, plant a seed within them and, and moment, then I, I can actually build a curriculum around that, you yeah. know, and at the end of their stay, send them out of a plane, you know, or not even that. That's, you know, that doesn't even have to be, but going pushing them past little fears you know hey go and jump in the ocean it's winter it's cold man but when you're out you're pumped you know and and being vulnerable all these little fears just you get in in the habit of getting uncomfortable and what's on the other side of it you know what i mean like yeah and eventually the point where they are running 62 miles they are going and, and and doing amazing things and they are inspiring other people but Sometimes there's not, yes, the, the correct people aren't inspiring, you know, the, the correct people, I, I would, if, you know, I would want to be the person like, you know, someone like myself, if I, if I met someone, when I was first getting my life together and someone got their paws on me, you know, like if I, when I see like little Jake, yeah, 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 dude, you know, he's 20 years old and I saw him, you know, 
his father actually passed away from uh, um, he's drinking and driving and got an accident, something like that. But, you know, there's uh, you, it's crazy because he had this video game addiction, right? And I can see people, I can see amazing people, you know, that that have potential. And yeah. so Jake was just playing video games all the time. Well, that fundraiser that I did, I said, Jake, hey, you know, I, I, knew, I swooped him up, hired him on. Hey, stop working at Best Buy, man. Let me freak, you're a little rat, dude. Hired him on. First thing I have him do is put on an event with all these, like, Black Rifle Coffee and freaking Red Bull and all this huge <laughs> freaking thing. That's awesome. Dude, we had, like, 180 people out there, and he's 20 years old, and I saw the potential, and I'm like, here, hey, do this. You know, like, I had the connections, right? Yeah. But here, put this together. 20-year-old kid that was a little video gamer put this amazing thing on and now he's, what he's doing for me right now like we're about to hire on 75 people right like we're in the process of doing congratulations. that congratulations that's awesome and wow. this little guy 20 years old that was just playing games i was working at best buy i was like no dude, you got something and it's not just him though it's everyone there's everyone has potential we're sitting here and talking about ordinary people that just don't have the limelight on them you know there's there's just um, there's amazing people out there that no one sees, and they don't really want to be seen. I know some very amazing people that donate and do amazing things, but they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be known for it. There's some incredible people that need to be seen. You know, there's incredible people that, and I think it's within within everyone. People are so amazing, you know? Sometimes that's the catalyst, right, That, that will change that trajectory or increase it or whatever because it's very easy I think in life to, to go down that route or just thinking that you're only good enough, you know, for whatever it is you're doing. So in this case, this kid, Jake, yeah, you know, uh, 20 gamer working at Best Buy, probably <laughs> just doing his thing, yeah. not really thinking about the future, whatever. And, and not necessarily that that's bad, yeah. but sometimes it does take someone else to see that potential, you know? And that's re- I mean, those are just, it's all like cool, like, you know, stories yeah. like to how they build up because you know you never know unless you try yeah. and i feel like that's like a theme that we talk about a lot on this on this podcast is that there are so many stories that start this way you know i mean everyone's got a little bit different right but there was a point at which like you were sitting at long borders and you came up with a great idea and instead of just going like oh that's a good idea and then let it go you know what? No. Hey, lady, <laughs> come here. Let me see that piece of paper. I'm writing this down. Boom. All of a sudden, everything starts formulating. Mm-hmm. People that you see, like, yeah, okay, this guy's good at this, or I can see this person being good at this. Hey, I'm going to give you a shot, dude. What do you think? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's whatever that is to ball that up and give that to everybody. Cause you don't, you know, it's like, I think that that's what we, everyone's kind of victim of what they, what they think that they're capable of. And like that, that is like the worst thing possible, in my opinion. Not the worst thing, but it's definitely, it holds you back. It's these restrictor plates of life that you put yourself in thinking, oh, I'm never going to do anything or never do anything. Dude, get out of that comfort zone. Yeah. You know, because you never know. You could yeah. be the next freaking Jeff Bezos, you know, or Elon Musk or fill in whoever's super successful or, you know, I guess rich. I can't say successful because that's subjective. Yes. <laughs> you know? You mean miserable as hell with all that. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> plenty of people like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like me personally, if I had that kind of uh, cash flow, I'd, I'd figure out a way to be super pumped. <laughs> yeah. Just life. I mean, <laughs> believe me, we'd, we'd all be going and jumping out of planes right now, whatever, whatever plane you want. Heading out to the moon. Yeah, let's go to the moon. <laughs> no joke, dude. No joke. It sounds like... Um, it sounds like you find fulfillment in 
serving others and seeing people seek out their dreams and overcome things. Am I wrong? No, yeah, I love Because I kind of feel that, uh, for me, I, I always feel the most fulfillment in service and helping people. Oh, yeah. I think that's what also, maybe, you know, for Jordan too, but I think that's why we were drawn to be in the careers that ran as firefighters. You know, yeah, it's great that we get to, you know, it's it's dangerous, it's risky, it's it's fun. We get to hang out with our brothers and sisters in the firehouse, but most of all, we're having an impact, a direct impact on lives. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're seeing people get a second chance and changing their lives and, you know, saving their homes, their belongings, all that stuff. And, and you know, it seems like you find, it seems like, do you find fulfillment in that? Am I wrong? No, not at it all. It seems like you really dig that, you know, I mean, it's the point where you started losing stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It, I, I, man, I can't remember this quote, but it always said, it's like, um, kind of paraphrasing, but it's like a true life with meaning is a life in service to others. Mm-hmm. And I started noticing that within the past, I would say three years, three years. And, and especially with doing this podcast, it's having people like you on, I mean, from overcoming heroin to the, the deaths that you had in your family to losing a business and you're sitting there and you ask somebody, Hey, let me see that piece of paper. And you had the, the, the wherewithal to be like, I need to write this down. Like I have to, and you wrote it down and look where you're at now. You know, I have so much respect for that. I really do. It takes courage. It takes persistence. It takes calculated risk um, because you overcame a lot. And that's, I've only had one family member pass away. I can't imagine the multiple and then losing a bit, all that stuff. That's, that can be overwhelming. Mm. Absolutely overwhelming, man. I mean, what, what was your, like, what was kind of your, what, what got you through that time? Is it just yourself? Were you relying on people? I mean, it seems like you're a fighter too. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm kind of the kind of a a, a lone wolf in a way. Okay. You know, that's like with with you say endurance. It's majority of the time it's with us. Yeah. It's it's us battling us, and so yeah. I, you know, I, I'm kind of self motivated. We're very self motivated, mm-hmm. um, and you know, it's it's not only that it. You know, our time here is so short, man. You know, we lose all these people and, and yeah. you know, friends. Like, also my parachute that I jumped, you know. the mm. That was one of my best friends that passed oh, passed away jumping, you know. And I bought it from his family. And so every time I jump out, I'm wearing the one that he passed away in, right? Wow. And I'm so close to it. You know, I've had so many. I've had 44 people pass in the last four years, you know. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. All overdoses and other causes. Something like that where I was like, 44 is like, what we had when we had like a certain program and we knew what clients yeah. passed away from, you know, I'm not like keeping an actual count, but it was there. You. And so it's been more than that. Um, our time here is so short, you know what I mean? And um, to not go for it all and to not, it feels good to be kind, man. You know, it feels good to yes. love. Yes. It does. Like having the bear being the tough, you know, I, I, like being the, the freaking macho dude and having this wall up. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, like, stop. Like, who are you trying to impress, right? Why? Yeah. You know, and I've done that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, I used to, like, do the steroids, man. I'd be all jacked. And it's cool. It worked, you know? Like, yeah. it felt good. You know, it felt good from it. It got me to a certain point. Um, and I, I was doing it because I wanted people to be... I was emulating someone else that I knew, though. It was my brother. You know, okay. that's what happened with him. Like, my brother was all jacked and yeah. had the girls and tats and, you know, but he had this... He was the guy who was gnarly. You didn't want to mess with him. He had the crazy eye. <laughs> you know, you're like, shit, I don't want to mess with that dude. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. and so I I emulated him. You know, I, I looked up to him. And so what started happening is I started outgrowing him. Mm. You know, the one that, you know, when I was using... 
the, what got me out of it was that I saw my brother. He was out in Havasu. That's where originally we were from. It was like Havasu. And so, you know, he got his life together a, a couple of years before me. And he'd always call me, AP, you done? I was like, no, man, I'm still out here getting after it. And he's like, okay, well, when you're ready. Yeah. So, you know, and I saw this one picture. He's wake surfing and, you know, he looked all jacked and he had all the girls and he was happy. He had a job. He had money. Yeah. You know, and so I saw that and that was really attractive to me. I was like, boom, you know, hey, I'm done. You know, I can't get 20 bucks now. The things I'm doing to get my stuff is pretty intense. <clears throat> and then, you know, I, I, I idolized him, you know, and so I got to the point to where, like, I would be next. I'm like, no, oh, man, like, I don't want to be that this tough exterior or this, like, yeah. I, dude, I'm not, you know, I just didn't feel good. And then I, I started outgrowing him. And my, my big brothers don't like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, P, you want to hang out? No, I don't, man. Like, yeah. Look who you're hanging out with, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, like people, yeah, they look like they had it together. Behind the scenes, they're spiritually broken, man. Mm. And so, um, you know, so I started out growing, and that's, you know, he, I, I did this, and, you know, I'm still trying to do that, you know. I have my moments, and, but, um, you know, I, I, I was thinking on the way over here, too. I was like, you know what, like when I go and do and I talk to anyone or, and the other little speeches that I've done before this or that, like, I want to come from a place of love. I want to be kind. You yeah. know, I want you to remember, like, hey, Preston was a good, you know, that guy, you know, he was kind, you know, yeah. no exterior, no walls up, like, you know, and the moment I started doing that and, and, and not being reactive to people or my feelings got hurt or things just started falling off the wayside, you know? I just, I'm like, it was just like, fr- like freeing, you know? Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. when I can genuinely, like someone that screwed me over with like the business or all the other things, that I've had, and I'll genuinely send love to him, like, hey, you know what? Like, I would hug you, like Nelson Mandela. Like he took, you know that is, you know? Yeah. And so oh, yeah. he, he took his executioner out to dinner after all those years in prison. Nope. And so come to find, recently, I was doing a presentation with a doctor and another therapist that we uh, just hired on. And I did it down in La Quinta. I had a private dinner and I did my speech and I'm sitting up there with a doctor and a highly qualified people. And I'm like, what the hell is going on over here? This is crazy. But it was a conference. It was all the top facilities in like California amongst other states where had their booths up and this and that. And well, I see the people that fired me, you know? And oh. Yeah, dude. You know what? That's a test of character yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real yeah. quick. And so my soon to be father-in-law was like, I was like, hey man, like they're both here. And so wow. he's like, well, let's go meet him. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I was like, okay. You know, and so I see him over there and uh, they kind of saw me a little bit and I went around and I was like, hey, you yeah. know, I gave him a big hug, but it was genuine, you know, right. like before. Perfect. No, it was yeah. like, it felt good. It wasn't like, hey, no, fuck you. No, it wow. was like, you know what? Like what you did was bad, you know, and, and, and I hope you figure it out because now that I'm actually doing so much better, if the, if and, and almost grateful for those losses, like, hey, thank you for screwing me over. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for that. Because if you didn't do that, now I'm able to help more people. I'm able to be my own person. I'm able to to grow. And, Hit and, that bell, dude. <laughs> Boy, that is. But it was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you know what? Love and forgiveness goes so far. It does, man. And, I, you know, I've had other instances in my life where I've been screwed over by people and things fail and I've run into those people and it's, it's a test to your character. It's mm-hmm. very difficult, but I know when I have felt and I have let people down, what has changed me was love and forgiveness. Yeah. 
And I really do think that's a true test of someone's character, man. To to be able to go up to those two people that you saw and just be like, hey, man, I hope you're doing good, dude. Yeah. I mean, what can they say? The reaction, though? And they're like, <gasps> yeah, it's like, you, I'm sure. I'm sure they're probably thinking like, oh, this guy's going to give us earful. He's going to ignore us. And you just like, hey, what's up? And that's the first time I talked to him. Wow. Yeah. How many years have gone by? Since uh, two years ago. Wow. That's some time. Well, one of them was my brother's wife. Wow. Yeah, dude. So like, you know, and so it was her and then another one, you know, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was her. Okay. And so she fired me over Zoom. Over Zoom. Over yes. Zoom with the attorneys. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, it's the first time I've seen her. And so, um, and I was my brother, like my, I was Dustin's little bro, you know, right, I was like, right, that's, right. there's my, a deep connection there. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. so when she did, I was like, God damn. It. You know, I can't. Can I trust anyone? Yeah, <laughs> so that was an ultimate test of character yeah, on sure. your part. But well, you know, like, what, what, what if? What would you know? If if that shows growth, you know, especially with my new partner. You know, he's my new partner, and so he's, you know, he's seven years old. He's a, you know, he's a very established guy, mm-hmm. and so when he's like, hey, let's check you out. You're new in business with me to see how you handle this situation right you know it's really a test kind of and yeah there's, there's multiple things going on right <laughs> yeah, now you was. Like, how am i gonna handle this and this guy's judging me a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. right now you yeah, know, oh for yeah sure. oh yeah. yeah so i was like let's do it but that's yeah. uh i like i like how you put the you know having the hard exterior right and the or macho complex or whatever you want to say you know and it's not saying that you're not like a tough person yeah but it's just being able to understand what do you want to deal with in your own life? How much effort do you want to put into it? Because I think what everyone could, whoever lives their life that way, and I felt very much like this when I was younger, you know, it takes effort to create that exterior, that image, yeah, that stuff. And if that's not who you are, you inevitably will find that out at some point in your life. And when you can figure out that, like, you just don't care. Because I would rather, you know, and I I think that's great because I, I feel very similar in that way is that I would rather just be nice to people. Mm. You know what I mean? I'd rather my impact being on them be like, hey, I like that guy. He was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, not that I need to be cool to everybody, but just like he seems like a genuine person. You know what I mean? And I think that's like, that. those are like the growing part of your life. You know, obviously people grow up early, people grow up later, but when they're using the term grow up, I think that's really what it is, mm-hmm. right? You're identifying certain things that you're like, you know what? It's just not worth it. You know, we we are here for a short period of time, you mm-hmm. know? So why not make the best of it and put yourself in the best position for it? Because one, I was like, karma's a bitch. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in that. I'm with you. Yeah. And, I'm with you on that. You know, I mean, look, what does it matter at that point, right? Not that it wasn't hard. Not that it wasn't, and in this case, I would be, oh, God, I'd be like, my teeth would be just shattering because I'd be grinding them so hard. I'd be like, I really want to say a lot of mean shit right now, but I'm not because things are going good. Yeah. <laughs> You're going <laughs> great. But, yeah. but even if things weren't going good, yeah. you know what I mean? What are you going to take away from it? Yeah. Ten minutes later, you give yourself a pat on the back. You're like, I really showed her or I showed him or I said that. It doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It doesn't change the outcome. And it's like being able to identify those things that happen in life where it's like, look, this fucking sucks. But I have two choices. I go down in a bad hole or I just keep digging mm-hmm. to get out. 
you know, digging. Does that work? Yeah. Climbing. Whatever. Climbing. Digging. Whatever, whatever, digging whatever, digging whatever. out of something. Yeah, digging out, climbing <laughs> yeah. up, yeah. whatever the yeah. whatever analogy you want to use. Either way, it's the same ending. Yeah. Right? Because inevitably you will find that. You will find that 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 person that you meet or the situation or the idea that you run with or whatever, you know? So it has a really cool story, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like super motivating. I'm like, I'm like, Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, it's like yeah. shed your exterior, be cool to everybody, yeah. and just do what you want to do and push. I'm like, God, I wish so many people would take on what you're saying, man. And what's what's really, I think, is just beautiful about what you've been talking about. I'm a firm believer that things happen for a reason. Yeah. And we're all, you know, we're all in this piece of dirt floating through space trying to figure out what the heck life is. Mm-hmm. But I look back on my life and the disappointments that I've had. And the things like, oh, I wish this would have happened or let down, didn't get a job or this person screwed me over, that person did this. But it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today if that stuff didn't happen. Yeah. You know, it. you look back and you see like, wow, that all that stuff that happened, one, it hurt, but it helped me grow. And growth is painful. It can really suck at times. But it also set me up for the successes that I have now and the, the lessons that I learned who to trust, when to trust, when to make certain business moves and the opportunities that I have with doing, you know, skydiving, surfing, whatever the business opportunities I have that are going on now, even with Jordan, there's certain things I know that happened in my life five years ago that if it didn't, I wouldn't be doing any of this right now, you know? So I, I, I really love that when you talk to those people, it's like, you know, I'm hugging you. It sucked what you did, but you set me up for success without even knowing it. You know, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, with, and because that, the, if it's, and also, there's going to be more of those, you know, there's going to be more, it's very hard with the experiences one that, that I've had in life mm-hmm. to trust people in business. Oh, yeah. Business is business, you know, and it is very hard, you know, like my pops always says, if it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. And that's only for manifestation, like every day, like I got discipline written on my hand right now, you know, and I wrote my investment number on my hand every single day. I obsess, you know, you know, poor Emma at the house, but I got whiteboards everywhere with my goals and I obsess over it because <laughs> oh. your brain doesn't know the difference from imagination to reality. Mm. So if I can imagine where I'm going on a consistent basis and I'm already there, I'm driving this, my car I got, you know, like I saw this one guy and this is going to happen. Hopefully you come on the podcast and I'm having this car, this experience. But at the back of my house, there's a street called Golden Lantern down in Dana Point area. And okay. there's this good looking dude with his Ray-Bans on, you know, hair slicked back. And he was driving one of these badass Cobras, you know, the little like the oh, little yeah. silver. Yeah, yeah. Little bit, yeah. And he had a deep sound in it. This thing was badass. He just looked happy, man. Just cruising. Yeah, just yeah. cruising. I was like, oh, I want that, you know, and just why not? But the thing is, I have to write all that down. You know, the thing is like, I have to, I have to consistently write and I have to visualize it. I have to see it. Like, then I can understand my brain can be like, okay, yeah, we're already there. Like, we're already there. Now it's just a matter of time before reality catches up, you know? And so, um, and then also the fact when you like, you know, you get upset over little problems. I don't think you have big enough problems. You need, you know, like if you're, yeah. if you're upset over these little things, like, you know, uh, maybe your problems aren't big enough. Go after bigger things. Eventually when you got big problems, you ain't worried about all that stuff. You can't sweat that small yeah, stuff. No, yeah. because you're going this way. Like, Hey, and yeah. then how you handle those situations as you know, like, you're going to have more of those. You're going to have more. And so how did you handle yourself during that experience? 
because it's going to come around again. Maybe not in the same form, but you're going to you're going to have hard things. If you're going after big dreams and big goals, you're going to have to you're going to have a Oh, you got to fight. You're going to it's it's yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. you're going to have to get through scenarios and you got to get through them cool. Right. You got to get through calculated. You got to be strategic. You got to write everything down. You have to see it. You know, you you have to be so calculated and and, and if they just stay in here, the you know, I had this great idea. Oh shit, damn it. What was I was in the shower and then I was gonna do this and but right. you know, when you're out running or whatever, you got these great ideas and I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know? oh, yeah. you do, right? Yeah, you know, you, oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're freaking singing, you know, you know, but you know, putting notes on my phone, I'm like, Oh, that was a great idea. I gotta write that down later. Um you know, yeah, yeah. Ultimately you're just gonna have big problems down the road and hand you handle. Hard times are you know I would. I don't wish it on any, anybody. I wish everyone could have a smooth, easy life, but that's not reality. No, reality is tough times will come. I mean, it's going. It has to be kind of boring. Uh, it would yeah. be. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. If everything's been cool, you're like, ah, I wish some chaos. Do need a little something. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, look, big jumps lead to big falls sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But it's understanding. It's gaining aspect. What'd you learn from it? <laughs> mm. Right. If you can't, if you, if you make, well, what is the definition of insanity? Right. Or, or is it psych doing the psych- same thing expecting different results or something correct like that, yeah. right and you know not that that's <laughs> sometimes that's a part of the process too yep i mean let's be real you know yeah i think no no it's gonna work this time and then it doesn't and it doesn't and it doesn't and it doesn't and you're like okay <laughs> i might be like the fifth times a charm guy because <laughs> i am yeah. in my life or a lot you know a lot of aspects you know that's kind of how things have worked out but at eventually at some point you learn from it right and then you become calculated and then you remember that and you jot it and you commit it to memory and you like, look, okay, this isn't going to work. Or I know how I act in this scenario, mm-hmm. which is a big one, right? And understanding yourself, you know? So it's just, it's like, it's crazy. Like when this, like if you really like took back, look at everything we just said in like the last 20 minutes, it's a lot of shit, right? And sometimes I feel like even though that could even be overwhelming, because like if someone's listening they're like, oh, dude, they don't get it. They don't get it. No, you might not. You might not get your specific scenario, but you have to understand that there's multiple facets on trying to get out of it or get through it or push forward or learn from it and get back up, whatever it is, you know, because it's like there's a lot of stories that are like this, a lot of journeys like your journey, not, you know, not the same, but the premise, you know, and you just, you keep mushing forward and you find that, you find that groove and that groove is going to fuck up sometimes too. You know, but it's like, you know, at a certain point that goes, hey, that's just a setback. You know, you might be pissed for a little bit, yeah. but you'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, as long as you kind of like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've always been like kind of a skeptic. I say kind of, I'm sure my wife's going to hear this and go, <laughs> <laughs> eternal skeptic. No, but you know what? But that, that positive like outlook for the big picture is what keeps driving. And I love that you say you write everything down. You know, because if you can visualize it, you can do it. Mm. You know, I <laughs> I used to write everything down. Like, on, and I always had post-it notes all over my fridge. So every time I walked by, I'd be like, oh, shit, I did that today. Or like, oh, yeah, okay, I want to do that. You know, but I really, I think that that's, you know, not maybe I'm not saying for everybody, but that is a, a something to do, you know, because I'm definitely a visual person as well, where it's like if you can see it, eventually that, you know, uh, hope or, you know, what do you call it, like a... Damn, what's the word that you use? Like the brain can't tell the difference between reality and imagination. Imagination, 
right? Mm-hmm. That eventually that, that feeling, that push, whatever, whatever you're envisioning yourself doing, maybe the driving factor that actually gets you to do it. Yeah. You know, so I think that's a really cool aspect and I actually think, need to start writing more stuff down. <laughs> you it, it, it were, I mean, it, you know, it's just like you get more comfortable and the more you sit, you know, if you can take like 30 minutes, man, to sit and visualize, you know, and then, you know, there's a guy named Brian Tracy, you know, he has amazing books, you know, there's, um, and he, you know, there's all the information's out there, you know, you don't have to bump your head. You can like, we can be more calculated. You don't, mm-hmm. it's just there, you know, it's just like follow these you don't have to do anything crazy or anything different just follow these guys and what they're doing and when you're doing good you know like the the, the world reflects how you feel inside you mm-hmm. know and i know because i'm i'm pretty solid right now you know um I, I'm, I'm pretty well balanced i know when i'm not and i'm pretty well, well balanced right now and if when i look when i'm called to do something like this or when i the people that come near me that gravitate towards me mm-hmm. when i'm doing good i know they're good yeah. You know, or else I wouldn't go there, you know? I'm, yeah. And so I know when certain people come to my life, I'm like, oh, you're a good one because I, and I know I'm pretty solid right now and, oh, yeah. and we can obviously sense it and, and, yeah. and pick it up, but. No, that's awesome, man. You brought up something really good too. And I've said this a few times on here, but how many good ideas are in the grave of people who didn't write it down or didn't take the chance or the risk to do the things that they wanted to do in this life? Mm-hmm. you've hit on so many great things, especially the fact that, you know, our lives, whether people realize it or not, you have a beginning date, which is your birthday, and you have an end date, yeah, whatever that is. What you do with that dash in between is on you. And you can make it great, or you can make it not great. Yeah, It could be bland, whatever you want to be, but it's like, I always want to tell people, because like Jordan, some people, like, they look at us, right? We skydive, we do all these things, paragliding. We're, we're like, they say it's extreme, right? But I'm so much about experiences and people. Yeah. And, and, and getting out there and talking with everyone just to enjoy life. I find so much um, self-worth in just talking to people and hearing where they're at and engaging with them and becoming friends with them. And seeing like, well, cool, now that we're friends, what can I do to help you get to your dreams and your goals and things that you want to do? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why do you, you really want to help me? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to do with your life? Like, what the heck? I say, so I teach at um, a fire academy. And I say this all the time when, with the new recruits that come in. I tell them whether you make it through here or not. You know, my goal is to instill in you the principles that are going to make you not just a great firefighter, but a good human being. And that is to always work hard in everything that you're doing. No matter how many times you fail, no matter how rough it gets, you got to learn to suffer because nothing is going to be handed to you in this life. Absolutely zero. You have to go out, you have to work, and you have to fight for everything that you want. And if you fail, it's not a failure. It's just a reset. You learn. You pick yourself up, and you try it again a different way, and you keep pushing. And you can't do it alone. You, we have to instill, I would say this, we, we instill teamwork into you for a reason because the fires aren't going to go out with just one person on a fire truck. You need a team. You need a group. You need a leader. You need people who know their job inside and out. They're going to work together, put that fire out, and give our citizens a second chance. And I tell them, even if you don't make it through here, take the things that we teach you in here into your life. And I tell them, I guarantee you'll be successful. It may not happen tonight. It may not happen the second you do it. It might happen 10 years from now. But the fact that you just keep pushing and you learn to suffer and you go forward and forward and forward, it's bound to work out for you. Mm-hmm. It will. I, I tell them, like, in my short life, 
35 years, it has worked. Mm-hmm. I get to, it's like, I've had many nights where I've been in my, my bed crying, sad, frustrated, upset, trying to figure out, like, what am I doing? Like, this didn't work. This sucks. I'm embarrassed. And the next morning you wake up, like, all right, well, I'm going to retry this and do it again. Mm-hmm. Because to me, those are people who, who change lives. That just changed. People are so big on like, let's change the world. I'm like, how about instead of changing the world, why don't you change someone's world that's in front of you? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's one of those things like you'll you'll impact that person's life, and you don't know whose life they're going to impact, and then the lives of those people. They it's just going to keep going and going and going, all from you just being a nice person. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like having the time to step back or in front of somebody and just be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Like becoming friends, figuring out what they want to do with their lives. You know, it's reciprocated back and forth, you know? And I just think about them like, God, I want to tell people like, take the calculated risk, do your homework, do the things that, you know, if you want to start a business or whatever it's going to be, but prep yourself and be ready because you can do anything that you want to do. It's just how bad do you want it? How, what are you willing to put yourself through and sacrifice to get to where you want to go? It's not impossible. Anyone that's been successful in this world that we're in right now started where we are all at. They started at the bottom, and they were like, well, I want to start this business. Let's give it a shot. And they're successful. You know, so it's like, if they can do it, I always think, God, if they can do it, I can do it. There's, there's got to be a way. Like, if, if they're making it, there's got to be a way that I can do this. You know, so, God, you hit on such such solid, great things, and I love that you're talking about being kind and and open with people because I just don't think there's enough of that, man. It's like, why are people putting on this facade? I used to be a dig. <laughs> Straight up, dude. In my early 20s, I was like, dude, I didn't care about anybody. I did my own thing. But to me, it takes so much more energy to be negative and be an a-hole than it is to just be kind, man. Yeah. Meet people where they're at. Like, well, Elon Tesla, he's like, if you... Let's go. There's a lot of... <laughs> well, I want to ring it like 40 seconds ago. You had a, you had a lot of really good points. I just... I didn't want to slow you down, sir. No, you're good, bro. Yeah, like Elon, uh, is it te- or te- oh, I'm sorry, Elon Tesla. Tesla, if you want to understand the universe, think in terms of what energy, frequency, and vibration, mm. you know? And so it's that weird thing, too, is like, you know, when you're thinking of someone, all of a sudden they, they're the phone calls. You, you know, like, oh my God, I was just thinking about you, or yeah. a song, or I think it it goes beyond that, you know? Um, and there's there's such amazing way like I think the the most amazing thing that that we were talking about right now is you know your time is short God, you know man. it's short and you're gone it's you know and so the other thing is like you know jumping out of airplanes right and 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 doing those types of things like you know I'm sure you have friends that do base jumping and and they do all those extreme things like. You know, there's just, there's this shift that's going on in, with me right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've grew up at hitting really big jumps on dirt bikes, right? I've done yeah. really extreme things, and if they went wrong, I wouldn't be here. Um, and if and I'm having this thing right now, God, this guy said this. I was listening to some podcast, and he's like, "Dead people don't change the world." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "God damn it!" Because I'm have such an amazing opportunity wow. to change. I mean, thousands of lives, you know, like I love how you said the ripple effect. Yeah. Because if I'm kind, you know, kind to you, if I hold that door open or I sit down and just talk to you, hey, what's up, man? Like, you know, and also having these conversations, it's nice to have friends that have dreams. 
Yeah. Hey, bam, firing off different ideas. And, yeah, you know, and like, absolutely. You know, learning yeah. the, the marketing tactics and SEO and yeah, da, da, or whatever, all the little intricacies that go into building a business, you know, yeah. and all that, your performance and yada, yada. It's, it's good to talk with like-minded individuals because that elevates you. You know, if you're next to, you know, I'm fortunate to, uh, you know, being calculated this time around, yeah. I surround myself with people that are smarter than me. Oh, boy. You know, and that's another thing that Carl said. <laughs> I was like, ah, fuck, let's get a table. He's like, I don't have one. But it's just a matter of time, you know? It, yeah. It's just a matter of time when you surround yourself with people, you know, that you want to be like. It's just, you, eventually, it's just going to catch you, it up. Man, you hit the nail on the head. I, my friend's circle, at least people I, I consider close, is very small. Very, yeah. very small. And I've learned to be very careful who I tell my dreams to and the things I want to do. Because a lot of people... Um, you'll get a lot of people that put you down. And a lot of times I've come to figure out it's because they're too afraid to step out and do the things they want to do and they see you living your life and doing your thing. It's like, fuck, man. And I really am a big proponent on the things that I want to do and the business that I'm involved in now. I surround myself with people who are doing them but that are great at them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, why am I going to take advice about skydiving from someone who's never skydived? Well, that's too dangerous. Okay, have you... Been through an AFF course and seen how what they train you in and all the safety protocols you got to go through just to jump mm-hmm. and all that you know all the it's not as bad as you think. Uh, is it? Yes, it's pretty damn dangerous, but it's a calculated risk, right? You get to training. I always tell people, remember your training, you're going to live. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I always surround myself with people who are at where I want to be eventually, and I'm not afraid to network. Mm-hmm. I will DM somebody real quick, mess all this stuff to figure out, hey, like, just real quick, like, what'd you do to get to where you want to go? Like, how do you, here's what I want to do. And you'd be surprised at people that respond back. Yeah, most you know? time when someone, like, when you're, you, be, you know, come, whatever, you know, you say, like, whatever success is, you know, whatever you call that, you want to give it back. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah. if I have someone that's starting a business, like, you know, this is like my third time around. This is like my fourth business, right? Mm-hmm. And so... I love it. You know, I'm, I'm just, I love the grind. I love making things happen. And when, so I know someone else is trying to start it, you know, and I'm like, oh yeah, I would love to help you. Maybe try this or try that. And I have other friends that are trying to do things too. And it's, yeah. I, I, I would love to give back advice. And I'm like, hey, this is not only mine. This is coming from a guy that d- has done this. Right. You know, this is coming from this person. This is not, maybe you didn't, you're fortunate enough to hear it from a guy like that. Or maybe you already know it, but you need to hear it again. You know, because we know a, lo- a little of a lot, right? Right, right. But sometimes you need to hear it again. You're like, oh my God, I know that, but I just needed to hear it from Tim right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, again, it's having the conversations of, of dreaming and being around people that are, you know, living life and going after that stuff is amazing. And, but the other thing, like I was talking about, like I'm having in the, the weird stage of, yeah, like I'm not going out and hitting 150 foot jumps on a dirt bike anymore. You know, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to go and base jump right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I'm a little nervous of skydiving. Yeah. I have, you know, if, if I go, oh, man, I don't get to go and help all the people that I want to do. And it, I don't have, I, it's not only that, I have so many other dreams, so many things I want to do and. So whoever told you that you can't do it from the grave messed with you a little bit. Uh, yeah, it did. Well, I, it like, rest, that's, I gotta that's be a little. <laughs> you know, it did. When you said that, dude, it made me think of like something my mom would tell me. It is. Like, it's mean, like it's like a little bit. It's like not that it's judgy, but it's a little guilt, a little bit. Yeah. You know, but it makes sense. Like you get, you know. I didn't have when I was doing a lot of those things too. Like 
I didn't have the opportunity that I have right now. You know, I didn't have, you know, I have such a mega force of energy right in front of me. There's such like, I can see it out there. If I like, I can see it in the distance and I've all the, like, and it's there. Mm -hmm. It's out there. Something big is out there. And I just have to be so safe, I feel right now. Or it's just, I'm I'm just in that stage from like nervous to, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't know, man. It's super strange because I'll, I would be the guy, like, I'm safe and on, on the sports that I do. Right. Kind of have that. Calculated. Yeah. yeah. And, and, but there's this thing going on right now where I'm like, why am I so nervous? Why is this popping up right now? Yeah, but that's okay, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. okay to feel that way. It's, it's yeah. unusual. It is unusual, right? It's different. And I always tell you, it's you're on that journey right now. Yeah. And that's your it's it's up to you to figure it out. But it's it's totally cool. Yeah, it's another learning. It's yeah. another thing. Like I love triathlons right now. Like Oh, I know, I follow you, bro. They're I great. love it, dude. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the it's another community. Like skydiving. It's a lot of elevated people. They're going there for some they started it for some reason. Yeah. Some big reason, you know, and no one just goes and jumps out of an airplane. No one just goes and does all these miles and stuff, but it's the community that comes with that. Right. It's, it, it's, well, that community is interesting too, right? You got to think, even with skydiving, but doing triathlons and, you know, the ultra marathons, it's a, it's a smaller community. It is. The, the average person isn't putting in the time to do that, right? You're talking, you got to log miles. I was doing, I think, 100 miles a week of running. Right, that's it's dedication, it's time, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me get that. Right? I so, ring the bell because I don't understand. <laughs> that's insane. I ran three that's... miles a day, and I wasn't running from something, but I was running home as fast as I could because I hated the decision that I made. About half. I'm just kidding. I felt great once I was done, but to once me, that was a lot. Which I know it's like. <laughs> Three. Oh no! It's still, dude. <laughs> peasant, three <laughs> miles, five forty-three. Yeah, so yeah, but oh. you know, I'm trying. No, no I'm, just kid- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I just, I was just joking around because it's like, look, you know, you gotta do what it is that you love. Yeah, and whatever that outlet is, and like you know, like you're saying, like whether it's running or jumping out of a plane or whatever, maybe that feeling of being like. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because it's a different aspect now. Yeah. Right? What is the potential? Because if what drives you makes you feel good, not just about yourself, but just about life, right? Because part of it is the giving back part. It's giving back to whatever, you know, what, what the, um, the business that you have with the people involved in it, right? Sometimes there's these shifts of what takes precedence. You know, and then, then that that and not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing no. at all. It no, just no. it just means you're growing in that direction that you that you that you sought out. You know, so sometimes maybe it's like, yeah, well, you can't jump. Like I don't know how many times you did it a week or a month or whatever. But you know, because now it's like, well, I got to do this. I got to do this. It's these ebbs and flows of life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, <clears throat> just because you're not doing it a lot now doesn't mean you won't later. You know? Yeah. Or maybe you might think about it a lot more later because maybe your business gets great or you, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, now you're having, instead of hundreds of people, you have hundreds of thousands of people that you're working with, whatever the, the scenario is. But it's just, I don't know. I just, when you said that, I was like, ah, that's a really interesting perspective because it's true. Yeah. It you resonated know? with me for some reason, you know, it's, you know, and like, you know, I, I'm, I get nervous up, you know, when I do those things and I, yeah. you know, I've almost, you know, I'm very, I got a very addictive personality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I, you know, get hooked on a certain type of food, you know, like my, my fiance gets really, she laughs at me because I'm, I have such an addictive behavior. And if I like 
start liking oatmeal, I'm going to eat it every single day for a week. <laughs> if I go on like a, 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 a like steak, I'm eating it every day and I'm obsessing over it, you know, and, and um, everything that, everything that I've done, I just, it's not that I just get hooked on it and then I'm over it, you know, like yeah. get into a sport like, no, like that nowadays, it's something that I, I, it stays with me. You know, there was people like when I first started running, like running a mile was hard, mm. you know, and you know, I've done really, really long runs. You know, yeah. I've done really long in, in, endurance type of things. And it started out, if I got a mile four years ago, I ran, I lived down the peninsula, down Newport. Mm. If I ran from down to the wedge and back, which was like 1.2 miles and without stopping, I was like, oh my God, I, I, I was so proud of myself. Right. And this, it is, then it just, I got hooked on what that did, what that felt like. And it sucked. Like running sucked. <laughs> it's just it, suffering. Yeah. It's, it's suffering, just, yeah. It's just suffering the whole <laughs> fucking suck, time. Yeah. Dude. I know. Trust me. I'm like, there's people like, well, but then I, you, I you, you start enjoying it. Then you start smiling when you're running. Then you start. Have you? Ever, you, you I, yeah. You. You know. I I hit this for me running and doing these things was actually a way of therapy for myself from work and different things I've dealt with in life because that's like when I get home from work in the morning, whatever, doing a 24 hour shift. That's like, you know, well, running those days. That's two to four hours. I can zone out i don't listen to music or anything i just go no music no music what yeah i just march away but there's so much thinking i get done that i know is healthy for myself yeah and getting that frustration out certain things and um that's why you're saying like the people that do these type of like the running that you're even if you're doing three miles doing the cardio and, and triathlons and all that stuff you're dealing with people that um are definitely in search of something mm -hmm. and have that A-type personality, but they're learning, they're, they're dedicating themselves during the week to run, swim, and cycle. That's a lot of work. All to finish a race where they give you a medal and a banana. Right? You know, yeah, yeah. I remember when I yeah, finished that 62 yeah. mile run, I was like, I conquered the world. I ended up getting third place. <laughs> wow. Right? I had no idea. I had no freaking clue. We finished that night. It was dark. I, my headlamp wasn't even working, dude. I was just like, I hate wow. my life. That's awesome. But, you know, you, you finish these races, you put all these miles in, but it's it kind of unlocks something in you. You you start realizing, like, you know, if I can do a half marathon, I can do a full. If I can do a full, I can do a 30. Anything over a marathon is considered ultra marathon. Mm, that's right. I remember a friend told me, he's like, oh, yeah, these guys are running 30, 50 miles. You could never do that. I remember looking like, I'm going to prove you wrong, motherfucker. Well, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm going to show you what I could do. <laughs> But there's so there's so much I've learned about myself in doing these things because something that's always stuck with me that my father told me, um, I remember in high school and then getting and going into college and all this, I said something to him like, "Oh yeah, the minimum for this, um, I think PT test was like 50 push-ups." And he was a Green Beret, Special Forces, really squared away, like tough dude. He, I still remember this to this day. He was just sitting down drinking coffee. He goes, "Minimums." Um, or what did he say? I'm trying to say this right here. He said, um, the minimums, God, I can't remember how I fucking said this. I just had it, dude. And I lost it. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah. But he's, it was something on lines like your minimums should be, that should be your base. Mm. Like you should crush that. Don't ever let some people tell you what a fucking minimum, what the minimum is. Yeah. It's like, you will never know like your true potential until you actually go past limits. Mm. I think it's what I remember he said. He said, like, limits, that's cool. Those are my minimums. Crush them. Mm. So you knew it'd come back. Yeah, I knew it came back. He's like, yeah, limits? He's like, that's fine. Those are my minimums. Crush them. I remember looking at him. He's like, don't ever let anyone tell you what a limit is. 
and he was trying he went on to tell me like all this stuff he was just talking being philosophical but he was like limits people who go to limits those are the people that you know those are your average people the people who make it you know can change and do things and show people like how far you can go in your life are the ones that go past the limits yeah so he's like always go past the limits push yourself when you think you're gonna quit he's like you got at least 30 40 percent more I remember thinking, I'm like, damn, bro, you fucking crazy, son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no wonder you're you a great I'm like, damn, boy. Yeah. Is yep. your dad going to write a book? He should, dude. I feel like your dad's like the OG Jocko Willick. Oh, oh, is he? Yeah. He's Green Beret. Yeah, he's got that? some stories. You know, 22 years, dude. Yeah, I don't want to, like, damn. offend anybody. I'm not super familiar with the status of either what is, you know, higher about. I just mean, like, it seems like a plethora of, like, motivational quotes and experiences <laughs> to live your life by. You know what I mean? Well, he like, was always so quiet. Is he disciplined? Very disciplined. See, that's the, that's the the discipline. He's he's eighty years old. He still wakes up. He does fifty push ups, fifty sit ups, and he does like I think eighty to one hundred air squats and go surfs. Does he still buzz 80? his head? To, bro, he's eighty years old and he does not look eighty. Damn. Yeah, he's just a, he's a very disciplined person. Yeah. Um, and he he's instilled that too, like me and my brothers and sisters. I would say I'm definitely like the black sheep out of the family. How many kids, how many brothers and sisters? Um, there's a total of five. Okay. The one that passed away, so there's four of us still alive. Okay. Um, but yeah, he he's just he's one of those guys, dude. He he never spoke often, but when he did, you listened. <laughs> you know, right. you're just like, Oh god, what's that saying this time? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just interesting, man. All I have to say though, dude, the endurance sports and all that, it's I love that you're doing it, dude, because you're going to see how far, you know, you can push yourself. And once you finish those races, you're like, you know, I got more. Yeah. I can do it. And it's like, you know, you're doing like full on Ironmans. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and then the people that you meet, you hit on such a key thing there. I've met so many great people at all these races. Oh, yeah. People who, who are just, I mean, you say high on life, but you're, you're not getting your typical person, right? No. They're, they're definitely, a lot of them are just, they're, they're different mindsets. I always say they're kind of like artistic people, right? They always think outside the box. You can tell they're just they're just way different. The fact that they want to go out there and do a triathlon or run 50 miles and just suffer, because mm-hmm. that's what you're doing. You learn to suffer. There's not one part of doing any of these that's comfortable. <laughs> There's not one part, dude. Something's always rubbing wrong. You get done and you finish. Your IT band's tight. Your knee freaking hurts. But it's like you're like, oh, I accomplished something today. You know, I did this, and I always just use this as a form to just freaking think and get away from everybody. No one can get a hold of me. There's no earbuds in. Phone's off. Gone. I'll see you in, like, four hours. Yeah. I yeah, you. I was, I, you know, I go and ride down towards uh, Camp Pendleton, like, okay. from my house in Laguna to go. Yeah, it's heck like, yeah. Like a 30-mile ride. It's, you know, the, and so... I'm I'm multitasking on there. I'm sending out emails. While you're <laughs> running? No, on my bike. Oh, okay. that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I got this little mount, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, well, I can get some emails done here. Reply back to this one. <laughs> I'm like, all right, dude, just freaking go. You know, just come on. Oh my gosh, yeah. dude. So if somebody wants to be a part of the program that you have, as far as getting into, um, what, what's the 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 sober living that you have? No, so it's not a sober. It's so, not sober living. What is it? So these are primary mental health facilities. Okay, so, that's um, sorry, I didn't mean to miss. No, 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 no. They're just it's uh, you know exactly what just so what they are. So people and it opened up in January. Okay. Um, I'm kind of taking my time right now because we got you know I have to hire on a lot of people and get oh, yeah. get get rock stars to come in there. Absolutely, it's funny because. Everyone, no one has no one has normal colored hair. They all have gray hair. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm, and it's just like everyone is just rock stars in all different areas. And yeah. 
So I'm sitting there like the only one that doesn't have gray hair, which will probably come soon. And that's going to be the name SoCal Mental Health? SoCal Mental Health. So what it is, it's a primary mental health facility. So we have, you know, one stage is called a short-term crisis stabilization. So instead of going to a psychiatric hospital where you need more of an acute setting, you come to a residential setting. We have a doctor and therapist. And so... We incorporate nutrition and we have chefs and we teach about your microbiome and your depression can be coming from your gut, et cetera. And we teach you a lot about that and get wow. you stable on medications. And then our second house, which we'll have that you go after is called a transitional residential. So that's where I can start doing the camping trips and the off-roading and all of the, and teach them what the groups that we do on you know, the, the, the treatment modalities, I can yeah. take them out in the nature and, 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 so and, rad. and, do a group on it and I can take take them out and, and, and show them. Yeah. You know? Um and and so you know that was so, so that will open up in January. Awesome. And so Epic Journey, that was like a fun event thing and it's amazing. Okay. And we do the fundraisers and I, sometimes we put events on. Well yeah. what that evolved to is that, you know, it'll stay doing that. I think it's 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 a fun thing and but that'll be the alumni program. So when they graduate with me, then they get to go do this full blown experience. Oh. Man, yeah. let's go. Yeah, so dude. that's how it turned up. Yeah, that's cool. awesome, man. So January is when it's supposed to open. Yeah, up. January one, we'll have uh, our, our first house, and then they're just gonna go. Every house is getting remodeled, so we're all like okay. making them beautiful. But yeah. yeah, boom, 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 and they'll start going back to back and start opening. Do you have an Instagram handle for that? Yeah, it's SoCal Mental Health at SoCal Mental Health. Let's go, baby. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then Epic oh. Journey has an Instagram, right? Yeah, it's Epic Journey Inc. <laughs> Ink? Yeah. No, is it? Is it? I don't know. Oh, no. It's, no, no. That's, that's the website. You can see how much. Yeah, yeah. It's Epic Journey OC. Is that like an Instagram handle? Or yeah. Just, okay. So. Instagram handle is Epic Journey OC. We'll, we'll double check it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just want to plug this so people know how to search that. Oh, that'd be cool. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. So, is it Epic Journey OC? So it's Epic Journey OC. No spaces. And it's going to look like this. Bing. Can you see it on there? Hey, yeah, yeah. Look at Sam pull back, baby. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's real. And uh, dude, that's so rad. So it's a three-step. It's basically like a three-step program, but like transitional from houses. So you have acute, like a subacute, and then like exactly. or a transitional. Then would be the final step. Yeah, because instead of back. you know, instead of in the thing about mental health right now, people are more they're more open about talking about it. You know, it's not as taboo as it used no. to be. Yeah, and so yeah. it's it's a it's a newer wave coming along, and so these are a little bit newer in the last couple of years of oh. you know substance abuse primary th- those have been around for a while, right? Oh. But mental health is a new thing. These are a new thing, uh, a, a new type of type of treatment right now, and so people are being more open about it, and so instead of you know going to a hospital setting, you know, where the, the energy's not there, there's no magic in there, you know. Um, now, what there is, that's coming right now, as you'll see this, you know, you're seeing it more publicized, is that, but um, they're in residential settings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're always like the nicest house around, and, and it's, they're beautiful, beautiful homes, and amazing uh, therapy within them, and there's like again when I talked about the energy that you can create, you know, within them. There's a culture. There's an energy when you come in. You know, like remember Double Tree and they used to give you a warm cookie. You can go there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Memorable. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So our marketing. Yeah. <laughs> great. I still remember this day. It's been yeah. like 15 years. Oh yeah. But you know, when they come into a place like that, you know, if you can create, like, hey man, like I know you're going through a lot of stuff. Like, welcome. You know, it's a yeah. be all right because they go to where they don't have that energy. They don't have yeah. 
they don't have the correct people running them, you mm-hmm. know, and like they're still doing great things, but if you can come in like, hey, you know, love on them and, um, you know, kind of, you know, uh, here's your warm cookie type of deal. But right. it may be in front right. of a, a different blanket, way. a gift or, yeah. Uh, yeah. but hey, like you're, it's going to be all right, you know, because the situations that people are coming from when they step into those are, you know, there's people with schizophrenia or yeah. extreme depression, extreme anxiety, um, extreme bipolar. So we can get them stabilized with our doctors on the correct medication. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, there's a, there's a way that they can get rid of their schizophrenia, schizophrenia. There's a way to get from their suicidal ideations, you know? Um, and so there's a whole curriculum that we're building out, which is where I'm fascinated by. I love neuroscience, you know? Um, and so, you know, me not being very educated with it, you know, mm-hmm. I know what I know. I read a lot and this and that, but I'm, I haven't gone to school for it. So I have amazing doctors and therapists that say, hey, look, this is the type of thing I want to build. And they can go and professionalize it and make it an actual beautiful thing to where wow. like here, this is the roadmap that you're going to go through through this 30, 60, 90 day experience and then, you know, off into life. Yeah, but I think the part that you offer or people in, in the same scenario that you during this rehabilitation program is that not everyone wants to hear the scientific fact of what it is. And if a doctor's telling you what you need to do, I think people are resistant to that just naturally on top of already being some sort of mentally compromised per the scenario that they're dealing with or underlying issue, right? I think that having someone that they can relate to is probably a bigger driving force with all of it, yeah. you know? And I think that that's really, because you, you mentioned the gut biome. I was thinking like Dr. Rhonda Patrick, like and all that kind of stuff, like Joe Rogan series, things, you know, that how much more that plays into like your thought process, the way your body just handles things in general. Like they're so deep of like different things that you can do or offer to people to help change them, whether, because they say when he's like medicated, I don't like to use that word because, but it, part of it is that right? To get your body back on course to whatever that is. And I think that it's cool to hear that there's like, you know, you kind of have a lot of different aspects of the healing process or getting yourself back into that route because it's like, you know, back in the day when you think of like, oh, it's a rehab place or a halfway house or something, right? It's like, there's going to be a bunch of people just hopped up on lithium, just kind of zoning out, walking around, you know? And I think it's fair to say that that's not doing anything productive for those people individually, right? So you're breaking down these different aspects, dude. And like, that's, I mean, to me, that is the future, yeah. right? And like, you know, with our jobs, we've had opportunities of going in a lot of these places. Yeah. And the, when you said that the houses are nice, one of them popped up that I that I went to in the last couple of years, and this house was bitching. Mm. It was really nice. But it was like everyone inside, you know, because like, dude, things happen. You know what I mean? Whether it's either relapse issues or something. And in, in this case, this was a sober living spot. And, uh, but... When you're talking about the vibe of the people inside there, that was the first time I had been inside one of those. And everyone was like, everyone was in it together. There was like that feeling of it there. You had generally concerned other people that wasn't just like, oh, you know, whatever, talking shit or something else. Dude, it was like everyone genuinely was like bummed. This this person individually had an issue, you know, it's more like a relapse issue. But, you know, just see the group, the concern, you know, and not saying that everything's for that. I'm just using it as an example of being able to make places to create that environment because I think that's like the healing process. And I think you nail it on the head. And being able to provide that for people out there, you're going to have probably a ton of success. That's, uh, 
I don't know. Well, it's the doing big work, man. Well, thanks. You know, and it's the other thing is like you know you surf. Yeah. You know, do you surf? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know how healing that is. You know, I was talking um, to my soon-to-be mother-in-law. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, she's very. She's tuned in, right? But yeah. there's a very pure energy that comes off the ocean. There's something magical around that. We're attracted to that. And, you know, I go out, and I'm out running the beach today, and, and we have hundreds of thousands of people inland. There's only 10 people on the beach, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, it's yeah. Be- and, and, and there's something pure coming off that water, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, nature is very healing, you know? If you can oh, yeah. learn to breathe and you can be out there and know, say, hey, when I'm stressed out, hey, like go out in the nature, go sit on a lifeguard tower, breathe yeah. and like relax, go look at the moon, you know, look up, stop doing this, look up, get out right. there. And right. so, you know, people just don't know that. And you need someone to guide you to go out there and do that. Like you don't, you know, it's very, you know, I think that you need to learn it inside. And then by someone that you respect, like you said, it's not always by doctors and therapists. Like I would relate to someone, you know, like like us that if that told me you know rather than you know hey listen here you know like right. you know and so you know if it comes like the, from the correct the correct culture and you learn it in a facility and you get to go out there and experience it you know you get to like oh wow when I'm stressed like I can just go up and you know one day drive up highway through ninety five and go out and camp in these amazing areas you know I can look forward to I just just you know there's such an amazing way to think and to live and to get out of all that, you know, cause it's very, it's, it, things are fast. We move, we're, we're in Orange County specifically, we're movers and shakers. You know, there's a lot of hustle. There's a lot of fast quickness, but when we kind of leave that and we go, I love through 90 highway through 95. Oh, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, amazing. There's no one around. You can see your eyes can see, you can see long, you know, it's still, it's quiet. And so that's, that's healing. You know, absolutely. You know, uh, dude, the ocean for me, good or bad days, I've always been drawn to it. I grew up with it. Yeah. I grew up surfing since I was eight. My dad's done it since he was, you know, 20 something years old. He's 80 years, old, 80 years old now, you know. And there's something about it that, like you said, there's there's healing out in nature, which I love that you're taking people out. When you say they go from one house to the next and you're able to take them out, it's huge. Yeah. Get them outside to show there's fun to be had. There's yeah. things that you can do going on hikes, mountain biking, cycling taking them skydiving all these different things like there's so much more life to be had than what you're going through you mm-hmm. just gotta kind of unlock that you know mm-hmm. flip that switch you need someone point. you need to you need to show them they need to yes. be they don't know how to do it they didn't they didn't grow up with a dad that was surfing you know they right. didn't they didn't they grew up in, in chaotic homes you know abusive homes or they grew up in chaotic situations where everyone was you know you know manic or bipolar just chaotic or you know a lot of my friends where I grew up like I'm the only one that's not in prison you know, I have all my friends are getting out now from 15 years ago, you wow. know, but I was very intuitive. Like, yeah. you know, hey, I'm going to go and do this. No, I'm not. Oh, you're lame. Well, I'm not, I don't want to go, man. Like, and yeah. they're all, they're all just getting out. Yeah. And I'm the only one, you know, and, but they weren't taught that, you yeah. know, they weren't taught to go out and experience life that that was a possibility. And so one, I love working with the guys that are coming out of jail or, county funded or from the streets because they've never been able to experience this you know it's like um, a whole new life for them yeah and you get to be the <laughs> one that shows in their in this life in their experience you can be the person that has them go left when they were going to go right you know and if if i didn't show them this experience and i minimize my two-day thing with epic journey you know like the two-day and you know I, but you know if 
I hey, like this is possible. They can go left instead of right. You know, when you you know the the impact that you guys have in the community too. Like, mm-hmm. there's good out there. You know, there's people that are there's really amazing people. You know, and we can point someone in the direction. Hey, come this way, man. Like, yeah. you don't want to go that way. And yeah. so you 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 incorporate an experience with that. Then you know you altered someone's life. Dude, you're so true, man. George's gonna pull out a, a couple questions here, but yeah. dude, real quick, dude, yeah. I just want to tell you, you are absolutely the reason why um, we do this podcast is because of people like you. Oh, um, you. I wish, I wish there were more Prestons out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> there is, there is. I, I hope, you under- <laughs> yeah, I hope you understand that what you're doing, dude. You're moving and you're changing lives, and you can't put a price tag on that. You really can't, dude. You're giving, you're helping people see that there's there's more to life than what you're what's going on, the problems that you're in, you know. And again, you can't put a price tag on it, man. I, I, I'm proud of you, dude. Thank you. I, I know we've been friends for not that long, but um, I, I am, I, I'm encouraged by what you're doing. Um, it makes me want to do more. And uh, thank you, dude. Honestly, no, for what you, you guys. do for people, dude, it's it's a big deal. It really is. Thank you. Sorry, I'm like I'm listening, and you're absolutely right, Tim. <laughs> I was trying to pre-screen a couple of these because I thought I threw a few last time. What the are side. these? So I'm gonna open up with one that I remember that I just think is a fun question. So if you had to live on any TV show, what TV show would it be? These are like silly questions, and I'm gonna try to get through because I we always end our podcast with a couple questions because it goes like from like fun stuff to deep the fun again it's like let's right, we're at that point let's hit some questions just to see what people think um what uh what tv show if you could live inside of right if, oh let me say okay so yeah i don't know uh two and a half men that actually be, <laughs> be wild, dude. yeah beautiful women everywhere yeah, yeah. So kind of a cool yeah yeah cool caveat i i'm gonna change my answer i think last time i said the i'm show, changing the mine office. too i got another one because I like I just think it's super funny, but it'd be incredibly boring living in an office in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Not that it's bad, just you know. Was it the office? No, yeah. So what I would change it to? Because I thought about this afterwards. I'm like, you know what? I would live at Gill- Gilligan's Island, not sp- not specifically with all the characters, but just like everything they had was like made out of like you know bamboo and coconuts. I just thought it seemed like kind of cool and like secluded, but and they had everything they needed. Yeah. So I thought I'm like that would be like super fun. I think I don't know. And I was like, I like watched the show a lot when I was little. So <laughs> anyway. you know, I, I thought I think it's a pretty good one, yeah. dude. I had Family Matters. Remember Family Matters? Yeah. Uh, the Wonder Years, the original show. Oh, I don't know that one. Remember the Wonder Years? Yeah, that's right. Winnie Cooper. Winnie Cooper, dude. Yeah. Sam, you remember that, right? Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that was way back. Oh, that's way way back, dude. Wonder Years. What about you, Sam? Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> just just went there, dude. Yeah. We're going cartoons. I did it. It's any TV yeah, show. Yeah. Any TV Rick show. Oh. Be crazy as shit, dude. Right. I love that. That would be shit, bro. wild. That would absolutely. I would steal be that remote that transports through time and stuff, and <laughs> right. just, uh, just mm. make the yeah. Right. Just just casually flying through space. Oh, Jetsons. Anytime. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Right. Jetsons. There yeah. you go. Right. All right. One more, baby. Deep. One more. All what right. you got? Yeah, these are just not appropriate in the slightest. I um, like that's kind of fun though. Yeah. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> I was like, you know, the way this this one's uh, going, uh, dude. Let's not uh, let's not go there. Uh, you could just really throw a twist. In yeah, there. I'd be like, anyway, what do you think of this? <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, <laughs> ah, see everybody. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, pick a random one. What you got, baby? 
Okay. All right. So this one says this. Okay. It says it's five hundred years from. Okay. This is a complicated one. Yeah, it's five hundred <laughs> years from now, and you're the person in charge of naming this era. What would you call it? Epic journey. Ooh, I like it. Bang. Wow. Done. Done. Man, I just I could. Yeah, I don't even. Like, I don't. There's no that. That is absolutely. I'm gonna go with him. Epic journey, dude. <laughs> I have nothing. I will also call it epic journey. <laughs> it's epic journey era. It certainly is. Bro. Like, it certainly no, we gotta is. do another one, dude. Hold on. Let's do one more. Let's do one let's more. Get, let's get a dirty one. Come on. A dirty one. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's plenty in there. There's plenty yeah. in there, dude. Damn. Okay, here, there we go. Sorry, I'm man. Nervous I'm nervous now. I know, I'm like, what is this? All right, say so if you were dating a ten, but at night she turned out to be a hideous creature like Fiona from <laughs> Shrek, would you still date her? <laughs> you asked for it. Wait, say it again. Say it again. Okay, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> says if you were dating a ten, mm. but at night we'll use they turned into a hideous creature like Fiona from Shrek. Would you still date them? Mm-mm. Really? No. What if you woke up in the middle of the night? Scare the shit out of you. Scare the shit out of you. I'm sure you've had one of. No. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> no, super wholesome. And that's it, folks. Uh, <laughs> back to you, Tim. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I love you. I've never done that. Yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes in my twenties. <laughs> um, I would. I would still. I would still go for it, gentlemen. I'm that guy right now. Mm. I am that guy. Ten all day? Mm. Ten all day, dude. Every day. What's up, Fiona? Fiona. (laughs) Come on, baby. (laughs) We'll just go to bed early and get up late. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't see a problem in that. Let's do our thing before the sun goes down. It doesn't say anything about the ten not being an awesome person. (laughs) She'd be great. Yeah, just be like, just throw a little uh little one of those eye covers over. Yeah. What about you in the morning? Don't touch me. Uh well, I'm married, so I'm already with a ten. Very but, good. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Who does a turn, Fiona? But let's play the hypothetical. Yeah, sure. And I would okay. follow. I'd follow my uh, my theory that I just explained. I would go to bed early and wake up late. Life's good. <laughs> Sam, Sam, I like that. But what time does the sun go down? Yeah, what's right, what, what, what time we right now? It's uh, probably seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. And then it's it's about to go down earlier. So yeah. I moved to Alaska Ooh, where it's yeah. light till midnight. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's what I. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say that's what it. That's what everything depends on. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I didn't think about that. I freaking love it. Well, Preston, dude, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being thank so you for open me. and honest, man. Um, what you're doing is amazing, and I'm so glad that um, I met you and that you're a friend and you took the time to come here, um, dude. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Keep impacting those lives, dude. It's. I firmly believe that the things that we do for people now, we truly won't know until we're in the next life, mm. what we've done and the impact that's honestly had. So well done, brother. Honestly, cool. well done, man. Yeah, man. Good stuff, dude. Seriously. Definitely. Uh, oh, there. Come and on, Jack. What's up, brother? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah. Ba-ding. No, you just uh, everything that you've talked about, the growth, the experience, the ups and downs, it's all, it's all learning points. You know what I mean? And the fact that you're in a position now to uh, provide this type of service, potentially, like at a, on a larger scale to people in need, dude, you know, my hat's off to you. I, I, they're, they're obviously, 
You wish there'd be more people like that. But you know what? Sometimes it takes it takes that pioneer to be able to implement that. And I'm not saying that it, I don't know if it's the only one that you're doing. I've never heard of this. So to me... They're right? out there. Yeah, but something with it where you have the complexity of multiple step planning and different aspects of taking people through these processes to do that, dude, it's so cool. And I wish you nothing but success. And, you know, next time you're doing an event or anything, it just please, like, let us know. I'd love to be a part of it or how to how to help. and mm -hmm. Or not, you know, if you don't need to help, I mean, whatever. But, hey, you I know need, what I mean? I, How, however, to, to impact community. it because I think that those those things in society right now are important, you know. It's like we didn't even talk about, like, the homeless population, things like that. There's so many people that need help. You know, and you're laying the groundwork for a really cool process and doing it, you know, so hopefully it just it's onward and upward and you keep expanding and, you know, because at the end of the day, right, it's making a difference in people's lives, you know, so anyway, I know we just met, but fuck. <laughs> that's awesome dude you're right cat man i wish you nothing but the best thank you guys awesome man well let's get a let's go on three. One, two, three. Let's, let's go. go bye everybody And that's it. Thank you for listening in, everybody. I'd like to thank our sound engineer who makes this podcast happen and makes us sound very good, Stephen Clark. And to our first sponsor, 8-9 Barbers. Look good, feel good, be great. Come get your haircut at two locations, Long Beach and in Orange, California. Your appointment can be booked at 8-9Barbers.com. That is E-I-G-H-T-N-I-N-E-B-A-B. Excuse me, B-A-R-B-R-E-R-S. 8-9Barbers.com. Again, look good, feel good, be great. Check it out. It's my barber. He is the man. Thanks, everybody. Bye.